It was supposed to be in uh, Denver, but they dropped out and last minute moved it to Lilyhammer. But with that, that's the Daily Sports Report. Thanks for joining me on um, 88.3 WCBN Ann Arbor. Have a good night and go blue. All right, everybody, settle down. Come on now. now. Um, welcome to the weekly meeting of the National Association of WCB and Lovers. Yeah, it makes the heart pound faster. All right, now, if you'll all turn to page four in the manual, we will sing the club song. All right, turn to page four. That's it. All right, now, everybody ready? Here we go. I'll begin. You can join in later. Here we go. Ah, what is that? Station. We love what sound are we extra fond of? It's not any trouble, you know it's WCB. When you hear... WCBN FM Ann Arbor. What happened to the WCBN theme from Pandora's Lunchbox? Must must have been scared off by a ghoul. Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty.
think I need some of that. That's Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Alligator Wine, written by the great Lieber and Stoller, who wrote all those classics for the coasters like Yakety Yak and all those wonderful ones. It's food, it's drink, it's Pandora's Lunchbox, and I think it's Halloween, too. So here's the thing. There are many, many scary cities in the United States, including Tombstone, Arizona, population 1,300, Sleepy Hollow, New York, population about 10,000, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, population around 7,000. Yellville, Arkansas, it's not so scary, but could be. Population about 1,000. Transylvania County, North Carolina, estimated population 34,000. Slaughter Beach, Delaware, population about 232. Casper, Wyoming, population 57,000. Scarville, Iowa, population 70. And of course... Hell, Michigan, just a half hour from Ann Arbor, which isn't really a city. It's an unincorporated town, but it is very, very real. This very important information from the Census Bureau. That's how I got that important research, except for the hell part. I knew all about that. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And another part of the show, aside from Halloween in general, this we're going to do something uh, I'd like to call a Midwest Tastings. This is going to be a little bit of a culinary experience for you. A few Midwest Tastings for you. The first one, the carp that ate Detroit. Nothing more to eat. Bad 
a spot hit by an asteroid. And no one has forgot the carp that ate Detroit. Yeah, the carp that ate Detroit. Oh, the carp that ate Detroit. Yeah, the carp that ate Detroit. Orwolf pointed out that's a mighty nice bass line there. Yeah. That is Creepy Clyde and the Carp That Ate Detroit. Who is Creepy Clyde? He is listed in the liner notes as Creepy Clyde. I hope that helps. Vocals, guitar, and keyboards in this group. This was recorded in 2002 in the creepy, scary town of Birmingham, Michigan. Yeah. And it was from an album called Spooky Town. Creepy Clyde. Register trademark. Local artists. This is our segment of the show called Midwest Tastings. We've heard from the carp that ate Detroit. Now we're going to hear from a cockroach that ate Cincinnati. I should say the cockroach that ate Cincinnati. I don't know how many have tried, but first of all, the cockroach that ate Cincinnati was originally a Canadian film released in... No, it wasn't originally. It was a Canadian film released in 1996. Not original. The, The title of the film references... To the point here, the 1973 novelty song, The Cockroach That Ate Cincinnati, by Rose and the Arrangement, a.k.a. Possum. Here, however, is a lovely, lovely version by The Misfits. Goes like this. Cockroach That Ate Cincinnati, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. That were the misfits. From a collection called, here comes, Dr. Demento Covered in Punk. Not covered in pink, although actually the word punk on the spine is pink. Wow. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike, continuing our sub-genre within Pandora's Lunchbox called Midwest Tastings. 
We've heard so far in Midwest tastings from the cockroach that ate Cincinnati and the carp that ate Detroit. I think this is the best of them all, folks. That's right. It's the eggplant that ate Chicago. For the vegans among all of you who have sensibilities to that effect, originally recorded by Dr. West's Medicine Show and Junk Band. It was written by Norman Greenbaum, who later wrote and recorded Spirit in the Sky, which was, imagine that, much more successful than the, the not the carp, not the cockroach, but the eggplant that ate Chicago. But what a re- revelation when I found out that there's a cover version, a cover version of the eggplant that ate Chicago by the great R&B singer Big Maybell. Get ready. You ready? You sure? I'm ready. I'm just mad about saffron. I'm just mad about saffron. I'm just mad about Big Maybell. And yes, we're going to play that song in the future. Wow. That was scary. Scary. It was the wrong cut. <laughs> Here we go.
from the sublime to the ridiculous, all at the same time. I think Arwolf is stunned. Big Arwolf is nodding his head. He doesn't, he can't speak. He's stunned. That is Big Maybell and the Eggplant That Ate Chicago. Yeah, I think I have to play that song pretty much every show from now on, just over and over again to cover the whole half hour. I think that would make a lot of sense. Big Maybell. It's 6.47 o'clock, and Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7, if you can recover completely in the next 13 minutes from that. 13 minutes. Yikes. So, that was Sublime and Ridiculous. Now let's go from the Sublime and Ridiculous to just the Sublime. This is going to be a drastic change, but a good one. Today is Halloween, of course, but it's also time for Dia de Muertos, the Day of the Dead. It's got a singular name, but it's celebrated from today through Saturday. It's an incredibly rich and profound tradition, and it would take more than half an hour to cover it. But here are some aspects of it to give you an idea if you're not familiar. Special altars called ofrendas are a central part of this commemoration. And the Detroit Institute of Arts has an exhibition now called Ofrendas, celebrating El Dia de Muertos. The DIA says in Mexico and other Latin American countries, Day of the Dead is the time of the year to celebrate the lives of close relatives, friends, or community members who have passed away. Objects that are important to lost loved ones, such as favorite foods, drinks, mementos, and pictures, are collected and incorporated into elaborate displays. They include things like pen de muerto, bread of the dead, sugar skulls, candles, flowers, Papel picado, also called paper cutouts in English, and other decorations. Ofrendas celebrating El Dia de Muertos will be on view during regular museum hours and are included with general museum admission. It's on display at the Detroit Institute of Arts through Sunday, November 10th, so you have plenty of time to see it. We're going to hear some music from a collection called Dancing with the Dead on Ellipsis. Arts Records says here, no other festival has generated more vivacious death images than Mexico's Day of the Dead. A combination of pre-Hispanic practices and the, and the Catholic All Souls Day is celebrated throughout Latin America. In Mexico, there is an extraordinary burst of creativity and color for this celebration, which centers around the dead who will be returning for just a few hours. In that time, they are joyously received and fed their favorite foods. The spirits of infants and children are said to return first, then the spirits of adults. The streets are full of death commodities and comestibles. There are sugar skulls and sculptures of skeletons caught in the midst of all life's activities, sitting on the toilet, walking a skeletal dog, reading newspapers, getting married. The songs sung at these celebrations are not slow or somber, and El Llorar is one of the most popular. We're going to hear... A song by them called The Weeping, right now. That's not it. Couldn't be. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I hope that this is the correct CD. It is not, I believe, a moment here to get everything all together. Thank you for listening to WCBN FM in Arbor. While I'm flailing here, I just want to thank you for listening and let you know that at WCBN.org, you can see a full schedule of all the shows on WCBN. You can also look up playlists to see the songs I've played so far, including 
the Midwest Tastings Triumvirate that I played earlier. Here now is El Yorar and The Weeping.
absolutely beautiful, isn't it? El Llorar. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. L-L-O-R-A-R. The Weeping, from a collection called Dancing with the Dead. Songs of the Day of the Dead and other celebrations. I was talking earlier about the display of ofrendas, altars, at the Detroit Institute of Arts, now through Sunday, November 10th. Another place in Detroit you can see some ofrendas this weekend is Soshi's Gift Shop. Soshi's is spelled X-O-C-H-I. They've also got for sale uh, other Day of the Dead items like sugar skulls and little Day of the Dead figurines. It's it's jam-packed with merchandise, and it's very colorful, that place. This year, there's an ofrenda in their window dedicated to Frida Kahlo. There is also what they describe as a pre-Columbian ofrenda and other ofrendas as well. That's Soshi's Gift Shop, spelled X-O-C-H-I. It's on Bagley Avenue in Mexican Town, Detroit. There's also a flyer online from the Southwest Detroit Business Association, and you can download it and see where you can find other ofrendas in the area this weekend. Look up Southwest Detroit Business Association and look up Exploring Day of the Dead in Detroit. I also mentioned pan de muerto, the bread of the dead. Wikipedia says the classic recipe is a simple sweet bread recipe, often with the addition of anise seeds and other times flavored with orange flower water or orange zest. And bread of the dead usually has skull or crossbone shapes on top. It's believed the spirits do not eat, but absorb its essence along with water at the ofrenda after their long journey back to Earth. As part of the celebration, loved ones do eat pan de muerto, as well as the relatives' favorite foods when they are back for their visit. And it's common to find pan de muerto in, pan de muerto, sorry, in bakeries around southwest Detroit. Well, thank you for celebrating the Day of the Dead and Halloween with me and WCBN. I've been Mike. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox for at least a half hour. Aurofen Face the Music is coming up in just a moment, and I'd like to dedicate this song to Aurofen. This is a song that he introduced me to. And the show started out with a song about wine called Alligator Wine. This here is a song also about wine, not in its original form, but perhaps even better. Here is Cracklin' Rosie. Here is the Rudy Schwartz Project. Get ready kind of horrifying. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, but a good kind of horrifying. Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. We're gonna ride till there ain't no more to go. Taking it slow. Lord, don't you know. Having me a time with a poor man's lady Hitching on a twilight train Ain't nothing here that I'd care To take along, maybe a song To sing when I want No need to say please to no man for a happy
and rosy make me smile. Girl, if it lasts for an hour, well, that's all right. We got all night to set the world right. Find us a dream, but don't ask no questions. Yeah. Oh, I love my rosy child. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. That's us. How are you doing? It's seven o'clock. I have a. Uh, I want to thank Mike for a particularly disorienting program tonight. I was uh, already feeling that my entire week had been made by his airing of the carp that ate Detroit, and the logical follow-up was the cockroach that ate Cincinnati. But hearing Big May Bell sing The Eggplant That Ate Chicago has, I think, permanently disrupted my sense of reality. So there's nothing to do but to play here some records from 1929 and 39. Got a couple 49s in here, but uh, I'm nining it up. This is the ninth nines in, in a series of, uh, a projected series of 18 programs dedicated to music from years ending in nine. Yes, 1939, Jelly Roll Morton made some very fine piano solos, including his masterpiece, The King Porter Stomp. (laughs) 